You're listening to Orange Blaze, a Florida Trail podcast. You know, I think that just on a personal level, like I was saying, all the distractions of society are removed and <laughs> you are kind of left with your thoughts and, and sometimes you're, you just kind of have to confront some of those realities of what your thought patterns are and how you think about yourself and how you feel about yourself. I definitely dealt with some of that. Um, but I always think it's so much better to just face those shadows rather than, than hide from them. That was Jane Thistle Pollock, 2020 Florida Trail Thru-Hiker and current Gateway Communities Coordinator with the Florida Trail Association. And I'm your host, Misty Little. A few months ago, an article came through on my Google Alerts notifying me that Crestview was joining the Gateway Communities Program with the FTA. And it reminded me that I had been wanting to speak with someone at the FTA about this program. It turned out that Jane was a recent addition to the FTA staff and was currently running this program. It was great to sit down and chat with Jane to hear what the Gateway Communities Program actually entails, how it benefits both towns and hikers, and how those in a trail town can get involved with the hiker community. We also chat about Jane's through hike and some of her hopeful hiking goals for the future. This is the last episode for the season, which began in December of 2020. It's been a great season, but it's time for a rest during the holiday season and for me to do some background work on the podcast, including scouting guests for interviews and getting things in shape for a spring 2020 debut of a new season. All right, on to the episode with Jane. Thank you for coming on the podcast. You're actually going to be the last episode for this season because I'm like, I'm ready to take a break. (laughs) So (laughs) excited. Um, But I'm glad to have you on the podcast. And um, maybe if you can just introduce yourself and let me know, you know, who you are and, you know, how you came to work with the FTA, because I think you've had, I don't know, it seems like a a kind of a different background before you came to the Florida Trail Association. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Um, it's really exciting to be here because I've actually listened to the Orange Blaze for a couple of years now. <laughs> um, so yeah, my name is Jane Pollock. I'm the Gateway Communities Coordinator with the Florida Trail Association. Um, I've been in the position for about four months now, and I'm really loving it. Um, and yeah, so how this all came to be, it, it feels kind of I don't know, magical. (laughs) Um, I I completed a through hike of the Florida Trail in 2020, which I know we're probably going to get into a bit later in the conversation. Uh, But I definitely think that was a qualification that came in handy. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I graduated from University of Florida. And my background is mainly in the world of nonprofit work. Um, So I've done a little bit of everything from academic publishing to sustainable food systems. And yeah, I always just enjoy working on things that I care about and that I can be dedicated to. Yeah. Well, I mean, it seems like this is a perfect fit to like slide into this. It's something, you know, you uh, have experience with. So yeah, for sure. Thanks. Um, You know, so, I mean, I don't even know if a lot of hikers know what the Gateway Communities program is. I, Mm -hmm. I, I know I saw some signs when I would visit towns and and see that, but I didn't really understand or know what, and I still probably don't actually really understand what it all entails. So maybe you talk a little about the history, like when did the gateways community gateway community program, you know, begin and a little bit about the history of that. Sure. Yeah. We definitely want to raise some awareness about the gateway communities in general. Um, So the program originally launched back in 
2006 or so, but um, the project sort of had its heyday at that time and then was put on hold um, because of lack of staffing. And then back in 2017, FTA received some grant funding that allowed us to hire a dedicated part-time staff member to relaunch the program in partnership with the Forest Service. So now we have 13 designated gateway communities. Um, we've partnered with over 100 businesses in those towns, connected with numerous government leaders and community members in those towns. And we also have a passport program um, where we have about 30 or more stamp locations within the communities. And um, that's just a fun little memento for hikers to grab a passport and collect stamps at different locations that range from restaurants to breweries to even little museums and towns and interesting spots. Like we have a passport stamp at, um, in Ochopee at the smallest post office in oh, the U S cool. <laughs> so get hikers, uh, to visit some of those unique places that are along the trail. So like stop in before you start your through hike. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I wish I had, I actually missed that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a cool program. I, I, you know, it goes along with the, uh, the national parks passport program that they have, you know, mm -hmm. collect all the stamps. So that's cool. Now. So what does it need? What does a community need to be like a gateway community? What kind of criteria, or is it just like, Hey, I mean, you're Ochoppy, the post office, you can be a gateway community. Like how does that work? And, and coordinating with the FDA or is it you guys reaching out to them? Right. So, um, the goal of the program is to designate towns and cities that are nearby the Florida Trail and sort of promote their resources to Florida Trail hikers and other trail users and outdoor recreation enthusiasts. So um, we're looking at partnering with restaurants, grocery stores that hikers might use for resupply, lodging, laundry, outfitters, um, and things like that that are of interest to hikers. So we partner up with those businesses just to make sure that they know that hikers are going to be coming through since they're nearby this thing called the Florida Trail, which yeah. sometimes they don't even know about. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so each of those communities has a designated page on our website, and we also promote them on FTA's social media platforms. So it's really, you know, I'm just getting into a little bit of the background of the program, but it's really a mutually beneficial partnership because we're trying to increase awareness of the Florida Trail, like I said, to not only visitors, but community members. And then at the same time, it's providing a little boost to these small towns in the form of offering publicity and showing off their ecotourism. And um, those outdoor recreation dollars can make a difference in some of these small towns. Right. Um, right. So, yeah, I mean, ideally just generally agreeing to be hiker friendly and being on board with the Florida trail would be step one to be a gateway community. Um, and then ideally proximal to the FT, there's not necessarily like a set mileage, but being in a desirable location that through hikers are going to want to stop in for a zero or day, day hikers might use it as a jumping off point to get out on the trail. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not just for through hikers. They're not going to be coming in, you know, seasonally. It would be obviously, you know, 
a big part of the Florida trail is the day hiker community and, mm-hmm. you know, section hikers who do chunks throughout the year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's beneficial for, for every, every hiker out there. For sure. Now, are you coordinating? Um, like, I mean, how does coordination look like? I mean, are you just, will you call businesses or do you start with like city hall and the police departments mm-hmm. and, and if there's like a chamber of commerce, that sort of situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I've, I've noticed that since I've been in this role that each town kind of varies in the way that their local government interacts with the community and with people like me from organizations. Um, so we prefer kind of a bottom up approach where uh, we make sure that there's interest from community members before we approach the local government about the designation. So that's usually kind of the point of contact is someone that reaches out to me. Um, And that kind of helps because then it's good to have a local point person. Um, They're there on the ground. Um, They might have some contacts within city government and then they can sort of take ownership of the process too. So that could be like an FTA member or just a trail enthusiast, outdoor enthusiast. And that's kind of something that happens organically. It's not really a formal process. But yeah, just to show kind of the difference and how things might work. For example, I've been working with um, Putnam County to get them designated um, up in Northeast Florida. And their community is very involved with protection and promotion of their natural areas, which is awesome. Um, That is right on the St. John's River. Um, And there's engagement at the city and county level. They have committees, they have a waterways and trails committee and a trail town committee. And so it's kind of natural for me to reach out through those avenues um, since that structure kind of already existed. Mm -hmm. Um, But in other towns like Crestview, which was just recently designated, um, I worked directly with the mayor and other city officials, um, but I had several FTA members by my side, helping me with that and even attending meetings with me and things like that. And they helped get those contacts. Um, So it kind of depends on how the town or city operates and I'm willing to be adaptable to that. I know that it's not like a one size fits all approach. So. Right. Right. And I'm surprised Crestview was just recently designated because it seems like such a, I mean, that's like a big town. You walk right through it and. and, Yeah. Well, it's interesting because Crestview is one of the ones that was designated back in the first iteration of the program back in 2006. And like I said, due to staff changes on in both parties, um, that kind of fell by the wayside. And, and then um, some FTA members and other people in the community were like, well, hey, we should, you know, let's get that going again. So yeah. they reached out to me and um, yeah, we got them redesignated. So that's exciting. Yeah. So when you're working with, you know, local businesses or folks to promote the trail, you know, what is, do you have like a pitch, like these hikers are going to buy from you or is it just like, they're also like, they're also interested in the community as well. Like, I'm just curious how like those conversations start. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, most of the time it starts with a basic pitch about the Florida trail and what it is, because Um, most of the time when I'm canvassing businesses, so like in Crestview, for example, even though they were designated, um, some years ago, I, I walked around to various businesses and I had some flyers and brochures and things. And, um, a lot of those folks weren't aware that the trail passed right through their backyard. So that was sort of the first step 
um, which was educating about the trail. And then, yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely a, a pitch <laughs> alongside <laughs> it. Um, there's a statistic that we throw out uh, that in Florida, outdoor recreation generates um, $58 billion per year. And wow. so it's, it's clear that people, you know, are visiting Florida and they want to connect with the outdoors. Um, ecotourism is getting really big and that um, those towns can play that role of um, being that gateway to, um, to Florida's, you know, nature and landscapes and, and that the Florida trail is right there as a resource. So it, it's definitely something that they can tap into. Um, and then I try to, um, encourage them to think like a hiker. <laughs> so what kind of things might hikers want when they get into town? So it's like you've been in the woods for anywhere from like four to like eight days. Okay. You're going to want to go and, and get a motel room or a hotel room. And then you're going to want to get some food, preferably something fried. <laughs> um, you know, you're going to want to do your laundry, things like that. So um, we do encourage businesses to um, promote things that hikers might want. And even uh, there's some places that do um, hiker deals and, and little discounts oh, or nice. uh, like in Crestview, there's a, a bakery that offers free coffee to hikers. So just little things like that nice. to get hikers into their business. And, you know, we're not, we're not quite the AT yet where we're generating tons and tons of money for, for these towns, but it's definitely something that they can take advantage of. Right. Right. Now, so do, are there questions and concerns from like town, ta the towns and residents? Like, do they have, you know, especially when they learn there's a Florida trail, like, are they worried about, you know, hippie hikers and, and <laughs> things like that? Um, or, you know, yeah, I'm just curious, like, because you, you want them to be a trail town, but at the same, was, is there anybody that's mm -hmm. uncomfortable with that? Um, not that I've specifically heard of. I know that there can be a misunderstanding about who, who hikers are and what we're up to out there. Um, but again, that's where education comes in and just informing the community about what to expect. That's sort of on my checklist that I've been working on creating is alerting police departments that you're going to see some grungy looking folks <laughs> out there and, uh, you know, we're harmless. Um, yeah. And then I think, you know, hikers have a role to play in that too, as far as being good stewards of the trail. Um, most of that is common decency, but just being respectful while you're in town, being friendly towards folks in the community and just saying hello and, and being friendly to fellow trail users as well. Right. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I think it seems like at least the Florida Trail has mostly had positive experiences with hikers. I know there's been a couple, you know, mishaps along the way but you know it's a small trail so we don't have the the attraction that the AT or the PCT gets that would potentially you know get some folks that are you know unscrupulous but mm -hmm. um and I and I did appreciate you mentioned working with the police departments because I think that I've had several people tell me and I'm sure you've had people talk to you about this too just like you know you're hiking on the trail and you know cops roll up and like who are you what are you doing <laughs> mm -hmm. um and I think that's definitely been one of the things that I've heard people they just wish the local law enforcement knew more about yeah. the trail and there was spread a little bit better yeah for sure and I mean even just uh locals 
you know, yeah. on, on the back roads of Florida, <laughs> you're walking down these roads to get into town for eight miles or however yeah. long. Um, you know, uh, multiple times my partner and I were, were stopped on the trail and, and people were like, can I just ask, what are you guys doing? Out here? Yeah. I mean, it's like, it is strange. If you think about, if you've never seen anything like that, you've got this big backpack and trekking poles and you're all dirty and smelly and stuff. And you're drinking swamp water out of a smart <laughs> water bottle. It's like, who are these people? Um, but I kind of loved those interactions. I mean, I feel like it's just a very um, natural moment, a, a teachable moment. Um to just provide some information about the trail. And they're always, I mean, every single time that happened, people were floored. They would be like, where'd you start? And we'd say, well, we started, you know, down by the Everglades and they were just stunned and they, they wanted to learn more and they wanted to hear about, you know, what kind of animals we saw out in the woods and, and what we've seen and things like that. So I always thought that was, that was kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And those are those fun interactions. There was one up near Lake Butler. They thought, I guess uh, at at uh, uh, Osceola they do a reenactment every year, and apparently, oh, yeah. apparently, some um, of them like hike the old Lake Butler route there, and with the overlap to the Florida Trail. And she thought we were like reenactors at first. I was like, no, <laughs> we're just Florida Trail hikers. <laughs> She's like, yeah, but they come through. And she actually it was it was around that same time. She's like, they come through. They all hike, walk down there, and they get end up at Osceola. And it is it was around just, the same yeah, time. The yeah. reenactment was happening when I was in Osceola too, and there, there were so many people there too. It's quite yeah. attraction. <laughs> yeah. Um, just another unique little it is. on the Florida trail. It yeah. is. It's one of those weird things. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah. How does so the FTA and you're helping these people, the communities, uh, how do you guys guide the gateway communities into being like good trail stewards? I mean, you talked about them, like here's your services, but are, are you working with them? I guess, how are they able to promote it? to hikers because that, you know, that, that they're worthwhile, that this, this town's worthwhile coming to. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that question made sense. I'm rambling yeah. a little <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it kind of seems like a two-parter. There's definitely a role that FTA plays. Um, we hold up our end of the deal with um, the mu- mutually beneficial aspects to it. So we're generating recognition of their town um, by kind of highlighting those communities on our platforms and on our website and things like that so that people know that they're out there and they have things to offer that hikers might, might want. Um, and we also do things like um, installing kiosks and signage in town. And that gives towns an opportunity to have, um, they can display their own information on there. There's information about the Florida trail. And I think, it is something that it, it's unique. I think that there can be a sense of pride and ownership for community members that it's a cool thing that they have this this national scenic trail right in their backyard. Um, I don't think we're we're quite there yet as far as that um, community pride. Although I would definitely love to to foster that. I think that's part of the goal. Um, but just for, you know, gateway communities to welcome hikers and be involved with the trail in whatever capacity they can, I, I definitely want to support that. And I, I want them to see that, um, that that can give some of these small towns a boost, especially towns that, you know, how it is around Florida. I mean, maybe back in the day they had industry and now what they're really trying to focus on is, you know, like the St. John's River, that that's a gem that they have to offer and 
surrounding that, well, people are going to want to go on guided nature tours and, and guided hikes and, you know, stay in lodging there and eat at their restaurants and go to their breweries and things like that. So just kind of that the trail can be a jumping off point for people's um, kind of mini vacations that are centered around the outdoors. I mean, yeah. I think about like my mom and my stepdad, that's kind of their thing. They go, you know, they'll go around Southwest Florida and check out Fakahatchee, but then they'll go into a town and find a cute restaurant and, and things like that. Just mm -hmm. sort of um, knowing that towns can, can take advantage of that. Right. Right. So, I mean, you've only been in this role, you know, a few months, but have you had a chance to see where you want to take the program? Like, what is your envisioning of the next few years? Yeah, um, I feel like I'm always coming up with ideas, <laughs> but even when I'm off the clock, I'm jotting things down. <laughs> um, I would love to see us deepen our relationships with the gateway communities that we already have established. Like I said, I'd like to support them. Um, and inspire them to showcase the trail in their area. Uh, we'd like to see towns hosting um, their own community celebrations to honor designations, especially a, a new designation. So sort of like a ribbon cutting event, um, showing off a new kiosk, new signage, showing off their passport stamps and things like that and inviting the press, um, maybe hosting uh, family friendly hikes on the trail nearby, which is something that, um, local chapters can help out with too. So we're right now we're planning something similar in Pensacola Beach for um, opt outside, which is uh, just the Saturday after Thanksgiving to encourage oh, yeah, kids right. to get out and hike. So um, events like that, I think are, are really great for getting the community involved. Uh, and, and we're definitely interested in getting um, youth involved and more, more diverse populations involved. And then, yeah, I think, you know, a lot of towns have their own annual festivals and you know we could have a presence at places like that to kind of boost education yeah and then we have a grant from REI to install kiosks in our gateway communities uh, we recently installed one in Obito which is looking really good and um, we want to get a few more of those in so yeah yeah and I think you said there were 13 gateway communities can you list those off so for folks uh, sure. If, if you have it handy. Yeah, sorry, I should have put that <laughs> no, down on the okay. list. <laughs> That's okay. I can pull it up. Have you seen our new website, by the way? Not I would, too, it's shameless plug. <laughs> yeah, I've been on it a little bit. I haven't delved into it too much. It looks nice. It's, it's really nice. It's so much easier to find stuff on here now. It's so funny. I even have like a little presentation that's all about gateway communities, but I was like, I know my stuff. <laughs> I don't have to do that. Sorry, I'm throwing a wrench in everything. <laughs> oh, no, that's okay. Editing is magical. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. So the Florida Trail Gateway Communities, there's um, 13 of them. I think I have that number, right? And yeah, I'll just list them off starting from the Northern Terminus in Pensacola, Crestview, which was just recently redesignated, um, Blountstown, Sop Choppy. St. Mark's, which is one of my favorites for sure. Um, White Springs, Lake Butler, Keystone Heights, Inverness, White Springs, Oviedo, Okeechobee, Moorhaven, and Clewiston. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think. Lake Butler is becoming, I've seen a lot of people talking about how 
good late po- Lake Butler has been with hikers in recent mm-hmm. years, which was it's completely new to, news to me because that wasn't a thing when I was there. There was one little like I don't know hunting shop that might have some hiker gear, yeah, <laughs> and of course a grocery store, and you could stop in and eat food and stuff, but. There was right. no like places to camp and it was one of those like, you know, weird areas. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I've heard good things about Lake Butler. So that's good to hear that they're on there now. Yeah. Yeah. What, what year was that, by the way, that you did? Um, 2011. So it's been a while. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wonder, you know, it's interesting with Lake Butler because I know that they are linked up with the rails to trail system. And mm-hmm. it seems like, and the same thing with Palatka, actually, they're trying to complete the Lake Butler to Palatka rails to trails and that's through the office of greenways and trails with the, with the state of Florida. Um, and it seems like towns that already have an initiative like that, and they already kind of are in the know with trails. I've noticed that they're really friendly to the idea of the Florida trail, just because they're familiar with that concept. Right. right. Um, so that's interesting. Now, is there any town that you would like to see added to this in the next few years? Um, there's so many possibilities. I feel like I would love to see. So we have a relationship with the Seminole tribe. That's and what I, think I was going to say. Be cool. Yeah, it would be cool to establish them as a gateway community, especially because um, I was already envisioning that Billy Swamp Safari would be a great passport stamp. It's such a cool little place to visit. Um, we were, my partner and I were totally the type of through hikers to just take advantage of all those little stops along the trail. One of our hiking buddies would always say, follow the blue blazes. <laughs> uh, so follow that side trail to whatever that interesting feature, whether it's a spring or a sinkhole or something cool to look at, take it and check it out. Um, so once we got out of Big Cypress, we, we went to Billy's and then um, we also went to the um, Asatiki mm-hmm. Um, on the Seminole Reservation. And I think, yeah, just kind of deepening that relationship a little bit and encouraging hikers to check out those spots that are um, of cultural significance to the Seminoles because they are generous enough to share their land with us and let us pass through. So I think that would be a cool one to add. Yeah, yeah, that was my first thought too, as if we need something down south and that's a perfect, perfect one. And it's just a such a unique thing along the trail that, you know, you're passing through a tribal land and it's a cool cool place to visit so yeah it is there's a lot to see there yeah plus we were just like so (laughs) we were so drained after hiking through the swamp we had to take a zero day yeah and you mentioned the passport program earlier and that's something that people can just they can buy that online and have it mailed to them before they head out yeah um so if you get the through hiker packet um mailed to you it's included with the through hiker packet. Okay. And if you don't do that, like if you're just doing a digital through hiker packet or, or if you're just a section hiker, uh, whatever, you can buy um, a Florida trail passport on our store, on our website. I think it's like five bucks. Um, and then um, all of the passport locations are listed on our website. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. That's interesting. So, well, before we transition to talking about your hike a little bit, is there anything else you'd like to share about the Gateway Communities program? And yeah, I think we covered some good ground. Um, I'm always open to hearing fresh ideas from people in the community. So if anyone listening has any ideas, feel free to shoot me an email. It's just gatewaycommunities at floridatrail.org. And if you want to get your town involved in the program, yeah, just shoot me an email. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. 
Okay. Well, the transition to your hike, I think you hiked in 2020. Is that right? Yep. 2020 yeah. in the before so, times. Well, then I know. And maybe you wondered, were you at Billy Goat Day? And I didn't realize. I did not go to Billy Goat. And I knew that you were going to be there interviewing folks. And I was sort of a little shy about it, too. I was like, well, I don't know, you know, if I want to put myself out there. And, <laughs> and also, we had attended um, kickoff. So okay. I was happy that we, you know, we went to one of the events that was sponsored by um, okay. the Hikers Alliance. And and that was really fun being at kickoff. Um, yeah. Really yeah. Well, don't worry. I felt shy just like going up to, Hey, do you want to be on my podcast? Can I just like interview you? So I was like wandering around, like, should I ask them? Should I ask them? Do you think yeah. <laughs> no, but it was really good to go. I'm glad I went. And I look back at that and think like, just how drastically different life is then versus now. And just I like, know. you know, I don't know. I have not heard of their going to do another one this year or not. Um, mm-hmm. You know, hopefully, hopefully they get to do that. So I know I'm not sure. I know that kickoff is in the planning stages and I think I'm going to be there. Oh, that's um, good. I'm actually hoping, hoping to do a brief presentation, not a boring one to, <laughs> to bore everyone. Yeah. To death, uh, but just, you know, I might, I might hand out some passports and, and just talk about some of the things we went over so that people are aware yeah. just to be there. Cause it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's exciting. I know. And I think it's a good opportunity. You're a through hiker, but you're also, you know, representing the Florida trail association. So mm-hmm. you can be that, that liaison and that gap, you know, that sometimes arises between hikers and the trail associations. Yeah, sure. So, well, yeah, so you're hiking in 2020, obviously in the before times, how <laughs> did you, you're from Florida. How did you end up deciding to hike the Florida trail? Yeah. Um, so I learned about the FT in 2017 or so. I think it was my partner that introduced me to it. And uh, I took my first trip doing a nice section hike on the Swanee, which I totally fell in love with it. That, that's such a great first section mm-hmm. <laughs> to get into. Um, and then I did the Ocean to Lake Trail, which runs through like my childhood stomping grounds in Palm Beach County, where I'm from. And that was great. That's kind of Ocean to Lake. It's kind of like a mini version of the Florida trail. You get a little bit of everything, get some experience. And then I hiked the trails in Mayaka State Park, which are super cool. And that was like in the fall too, when all of the wildflowers are blooming. And all of this really helped me to fall in love with Florida nature and especially the wildflowers and plants, which is kind of how I got my trail name, Thistle. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, I just started to feel more and more possible to hike the Florida Trail the more I got out there. Right, right. Now, you you said you weren't familiar with the Florida Trail, and you got into nature and Florida nature, but were you not really aware of it before 2017? Or was that kind of really the beginning of it? Yeah, I don't think I was aware of the Florida Trail as a national scenic trail in this, you know, 1500 mile trail that passed through all the various ecosystems. Um, I always had a connection with nature for sure. But I think there's something special about being immersed in the trail for days on end um, that helps you appreciate, you know, it helps you slow down. And, and realize the simplicity of life because our, our everyday life is so overstimulating. Um, and out on the trail, you know, I could actually hear myself think. Yes. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> kind of watching the, the transformation of the landscape through different ecosystems and different plant communities was really astounding. And, and that helped me right. appreciate, you know, deepen my appreciation for Florida for sure. 
So was it your idea or your partner's to hike the trail? <laughs> I don't, I, it was definitely a joint effort. I think we were on the same page. <laughs> Got to do this thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and there was no, we, we were such a, um, it was a collaboration, you know, I couldn't have done it. Yeah. It wouldn't right. have been as fun. I would have been lonesome. <laughs> right. Right. Now, I mean, because you've hiked, you'd hiked the ocean of Lake and you had some kind of experience on the Florida trail, but was there anything, I mean, big Cypress is daunting for, I think almost everybody. Was it daunting for you? Yeah. I mean, I think what was challenging about big Cypress the year that we hiked was that it was, um, I mean, it's always dry season when, you know, in January, but, um, it was so dry. It was like a drought year, I think. And, um, you know, the trail big Cypress is always wet, but it was like more mud and muck than anything like the soul sucking mud. So I mean, that was challenging. Um, for sure. But, but I loved it. I mean, I really love water hiking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, now did, when did you finish the Florida trail? Because I know a lot of people were finishing right as like the pandem- pandemic was beginning. Did you mm-hmm. have any instance and any inklings of what was happening as you're hiking? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so funny. I, um, you know, you're not 100% disconnected from reality because, um, you know, we, we were still talking with friends and family and, and checking the news every once in a while, but I, I remember, I'll never forget this, one of our hiking buddies, and we were in the Ocala section, and he was looking at the news on his phone, and he says, um, he's like, all right, here's the headlines for the week, you know, Uh, there's this thing called the coronavirus, but it's only happening in China, and, you know, only like less than a thousand people have died so far, so it's really not a big deal. Less (laughs) than a thousand. Now, it's like, mind-blowing. Um, so then by the time, you know, we were on Pensacola, my mom, she's a nurse and she was kind of forewarning me about it. And then, yeah, we did, we finished in the nick of time. I think we finished on March 15th, 2020. Right. Right. As things were just (laughs) shutting. Exactly. And, you know, we we were staying at a hotel there, um, before we heading back to Gainesville where we live and, um, yeah, the hotel, you know, they were starting to talk about the closures and, and the beach closures. And then, uh, another person we were hiking with was, was a couple days behind us. And, and unfortunately they got kicked off the beach. Can you imagine you only have like 15 miles left of your whole journey? Yeah. He ended up being uh, able to, he hitched a ride uh, up to the Northern terminus and got to at least, you know, get his terminus photo, right. <laughs> more pickings and, and all of that. But still, I mean, and we got, we just got really lucky. And then, um, yeah, we headed back back home and immediately went into lockdown. It was very jarring. People were telling us like, you know what? Civilization's crumbling. You should just keep hiking, (laughs) stay in the woods. And, and looking back, I mean, you know, to be fair, the AT was advising people not to hike and it is is irresponsible and we, we didn't know what to expect, but it's true. I mean, it's like, uh, we should just stay out here. We're safer in the woods. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only bad, it sounds good. It's up to you. Like, that's when you're like, I need my, to learn how to forage and learn how to, you know, <laughs> live in the woods yeah. because otherwise you have to come in to get groceries. <laughs> I know. Actually, I love that stuff too. Like uh, I have a book about Florida's edible wild plants. Should have just brought that with me and just gone completely feral. <laughs> yeah. Could have lived on cocoa plums and beauty berries. <laughs> like a bird <laughs> right <laughs> well oh man so you and you both hiked together just I mean I talked to a lot of people who hike with partners because you know I hiked with a partner as well mm-hmm. and I'm always interested in that aspect of of hiking because 
you know, sometimes hiking is challenging to relationships. How was that for you guys? Were y'all like the same when you started as when you, as you ended or is it, you know, day in, day out, you know, it's, it's a grudge sometimes. Yeah, it, it is very challenging. I mean, I think it's challenging on an individual level and then it can be challenging in the way that you relate with each other. We had an agreement that we weren't going to, even if we had different hiking styles, we were going to stay together no matter what. I mean, we, we wouldn't split up no matter what he would be. (laughs) He's got long legs. He's like six foot three and I'm not, (laughs) So he would be, you know, not too far ahead of me, maybe like a hundred feet ahead of me. And I'm always behind him taking pictures of plants and little snails and things that I find on the trail and just like lollygagging. So that was one difference we had. And then, um, I mean, he's kind of a beast as far as physical fitness goes. And I was coming right out of a nine to five. So we had a bit of a difference there, but I think, you know, it, it helped as a morale booster. It was like, if one of us was low, the other one picked sure up the slack and vice versa. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And then like, you know, I think that just on a personal level, like I was saying, all the distractions of society are removed and <laughs> you are kind of left with your thoughts. And, and sometimes you're, you just kind of have to confront some of those realities of what your thought patterns are and how you think about yourself and how you feel about yourself. I definitely dealt with some of that. Um, but I always think it's so much better to just face those shadows rather than, than hide from them. So I think that a a through hike will definitely change you in that way. Yeah, no, I think that's one of the aspects of the, of both my hikes that I come back to. And I think about a lot is what I thought about on trail and, you know, I could even just, I could probably revisit some parts of the trail and remember, like, maybe not necessarily the exact thoughts, but I could trigger memories or trigger, yeah. you know, trigger a lot of that. And I, actually, that was something I did write down because you said you recently, you went back on a section in Ocala and you kind of remembered things from your hike. And it yeah. kind of, it's, it, I don't know, there's a lot of, a lot of good things that happen on trail regarding thoughts and memories, I think. Yeah. It's so interesting that you had a similar experience to me of, of being able to reflect back on, on one moment. And then it kind of, you know, you can fill in the gaps and, and remember whole days. Like me and my partner will do that all the time. Like we just hiked that section in Ocala from Clearwater to Alexander. And I swear, I remember like being on this particular crest up here on the Sandy Hill in Ocala. And then, you know, we were trying to uh, track down our, the, where we random camped that Mm -hmm. night. We're like, Oh yeah. I remember I looked up at that cluster of Oaks and I thought that would be a good campsite. And (laughs) yeah, you remember so much. And again, just going back to that mental clarity that comes from not being bogged down by all the little silly things that float around in our brains. Like I remember this is random and kind of, woo woo but like my dreams when I was on the trail were just so super vivid every night and you know my partner and I theorized that not only were we super tired and probably just passed out right into REM sleep Mm -hmm. (laughs) but again we just you know our minds were clear and and we're just processing you know some some deep thoughts (laughs) yeah yeah no I will I will second that I had some always had crazy dreams on the trail and (laughs) you wake up and you're like where is this coming from? What, <laughs> what am yeah. I digging up here? Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, is there any sections? I mean, now you've done the Florida Trail. Do you think you'll ever hike another trail? I mean, you're kind of into another job at the time at this moment, but I know, you know, hikers get into hiker life and 
always want to hike again. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm always daydreaming. I literally just, I'm such a nerd. I just made a spreadsheet about like trips I want to take. And it literally has tabs for like long distance trails, (laughs) day hikes, nearby trails. But I love the idea of hiking some of the lesser known trails, especially in the um, Southeast. I love to give like the South some love. So like the Benton Mackay trail would be really cool or um, the Washita trail um, in Arkansas. Oh yes. Yes. Um, I think I said that right. Washita. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, It's it's either, I think it's Washita. Washita. Yeah. Yeah. That one looks really cool. The Sheltoe Trace trail looks really pretty up in Kentucky. Lots of like cool rock formations and creeks and stuff like that. Um, Yeah. And then I did think about the Arizona trail. Yeah. Could be a cool one too, um, especially because it's kind of a shoulder season hike. You have like a little bit more more wiggle room with it. So yeah, I'm always I'm always scheming up something and daydreaming <laughs> about hiking. <laughs> and my job makes it easy because I can just look at beautiful pictures of nature. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, I think you have a unique position too because you. I don't know how often you get to travel to these communities, but at least you get to go. I would assume hopefully you get to go and meet with people occasionally, which means you have yeah. access to go hiking too. Yeah. When I was in Crestview, the section leader, Keith, he took me hiking on the uh, short trail through Eglin, which was awesome. And I love Eglin. Yeah. So magical. <laughs> I would love to hike back through there because it was, you know, it's at the end of the hike. And so you're like, okay, got to make miles, got to make miles. Yeah. And you know, you're doing 20 miles a day and you're like, I should slow down and, and enjoy it. But Right. Thinking that when you're through hiking. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, is there anything else you would like to share about, you know, your own through hike, uh, just being a through hiker, but also, you know, working for a trail organization and just anything you want the hikers to know about the Gateway Communities program uh, that we maybe didn't cover? Yeah. Um, I think one thing that I would like to include about, about hikers being aware of the program is that um, it's a great way to support local businesses on the trail. Um, so again, you can just check out our website for a list of businesses. Um, but you know, there's a lot of unique stops on the trail and it's worth checking them out and it's easy to pass them by, but I think it's important to highlight and, um, you can meet some really nice folks too. And I, I always loved having those conversations, like I mentioned and yeah. And just throughout the hiking season, just to show some love and appreciation for those towns. Cause Honestly, we'd be lost without them, no matter how small (laughs) they are. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you've obviously, you've mentioned the Gateways Community information on the Florida Trails website, um, but is there a separate like social media account or anything like that where people could follow and find information? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I usually just post right on the Florida Trails outlet. So just Florida Trail on Instagram and Facebook. Um, because it has such a huge following that I just want to take advantage of that rather than have a separate one. Yeah, I did a series highlighting some of the communities a while back. So I might do something similar now that hiking season's coming up. Okay. And if you want, can you want to share your own hiking outlets on social media? Yeah, sure. I'm not super, I kind of took an Instagram break, you know how that goes, just like a mental health (laughs) break. But I do love posting uh, my nature photos on there. It's um, Fem Floridiana, F-E-M-M-E Floridiana. 
on Instagram. And I'm actually, I really want to make a photography zine of Florida nature, just kind of a a self-published book of a lot of my photos, because I want something that I can like hold in my hands and and give to my friends and family too. So if I ever, uh, it's actually my goal to make that by the end of the year. And once I do, I will send you one. (laughs) Yeah, that would be that would be great. It's one thing. I, I mean, it's been 10 years since I hiked and I still have not made a floristry like book of photos. Yeah. And I saw, I'm always going through my Flickr pictures. I'm like, hmm. Florida trail. <laughs> but I, I know. Need- Actually, we, my partner and I have been in progress for like a year and a half on a physical photo album of our hike. Um, which is a big undertaking. I think we printed out like somewhere between like 300 and 400 wow. yeah. six photos and, and we got like all this colorful paper. I think we're at least halfway done and it is fun to work on, but it's very time consuming. Yeah, it is. Yep. <laughs> I love projects like that though. Yes. <laughs> well, I want to uh, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for sharing a little bit more about the Gateways Communities Program, because I know there was you know, there's been that gap in that role for so long. And I think folks, especially our, um, the communities themselves getting to know the Florida trail. And it's such a good link between hikers and the trail towns that they're walking through. And I think a lot of, a lot of problems will be solved by just the communication aspect of, you know, these two groups meeting so that, you know, hikers will have a safer and a much more enjoyable time when they're going through some of these areas. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely the heart of the program. You nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for my conversation with Jane. I hope you enjoyed listening to what she had to say about the Gateway Communities program and be sure to check out the show notes for the podcast at orangeblaze.thegardenpathpodcast.com. Until next season, happy hiking.